بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders the topic of my khutbah today and next week is become an overcomer become an overcomer somebody who overcomes because in life only overcomers are rewarded allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who rewards effort but not in this world in this world you get rewarded only for results today as i speak to you our earth has completed 364 rotations around its own axis and almost completed one revolution around the sun what does that mean it means that one year of our life is almost finished one more year it's a time to question ourselves and ask what did i achieve in this one year allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about effort in the dunya as well as the akhirah and the reward of it he said wa alaysa lil insani illa ma sa'a allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means and that mankind can have nothing more than what they work for overcomers are rated by the magnitude of the challenge that they overcame the bigger the challenge the greater the honor to give you an example mount everest is 8 kilometers tall now if i walk from here for 10 kilometers and then i say that they should give me an award and my justification is that i walked longer than sir edmund hillary and tenzing norgay who were perhaps the first people to scale the peak of everest i walked longer than they walked then people will laugh at me if i say well you know they also walked on the earth i am also walking on the earth they will laugh even louder because it is not the distance on the earth but the angle of the earth 
which makes their feat memorable and inspirational. If they had tried to climb but failed, nobody would have remembered them. If they had gone up in a helicopter and been dropped on the peak, that wouldn't count as scaling the peak of Everest. The difficulty of the task is what makes it honorable and worthwhile. So the first thing to ask yourselves as you look around you in this world, in society, globally, locally, in families, friends and so on and so forth is what is my internal conversation with myself? We get very stuck in looking at the so-called difficulties that we face. What adds to that is social media. Where people send you or you look and you find all kinds of bad news. Social media is filled with bad news. And the challenge therefore seems to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Never a solution to that. And we get frustrated, we get angry, we get depressed. Question to ask ourselves is, what is my internal conversation with myself? Am I saying to myself that no matter what it is, I can and I will find a way to succeed. I, will ca I can and I will find a way to make a difference, no matter how small. Are you saying that to yourself? Or are you saying to yourself, well, you know, this is so big, what can I do? I can't do anything. I will surely fail. Now, important thing is, both the statements are not fact. If I say I can succeed, it's not fact. It's a hope. And if I say I cannot succeed, that also is not a fact. But for you, either of them can come true, depending on which one you want to use the most often. A very good friend of mine, Dr. Fidol Instari, says to me from Germany, he said in the German language, there is a quote, there is a saying, hope dies last. Hope dies last. And so we must never allow hope to die. We must continue to hope and to work to make that hope a reality because just hoping alone is not enough. We have to work on that hope. So ask yourself, what are you saying to yourself inside? What is your internal conversation? That is where it begins. Our internal conversation depends on our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu because that is based on tawakkul, on total and complete reliance on Allah. Tawakkul is an outcome of taqwa and taqwa is a result of love, of hub. The more we love Allah, the more we fear to displease Him, which is taqwa, and the more we rely on Him, which is tawakkul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described these stages where he said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means the believers are only those who when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned their hearts shiver the hearts shiver with the awe and majesty and glory of Allah. And when his ayat, the Quran, is recited unto them, or they see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around them, 
their iman increases, their faith increases, and they put their complete and total trust in their Lord, in their Rabb. Now ask yourself, think about this, put yourself in the situation, you are a fly on the wall, when Rasulullah wasallam and the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was standing on the mountain of Safa and calling to his people. You are the fly in the wall watching that happen. Think you ask yourself what must have been going on in the heart of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he stood on that mountain mountain top on that hilltop and called to his people wa subaha what sustained him what supported him and that was his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was real to him Allah was not a concept. Allah was not a theory or a philosophy. Allah was real to him. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma narrates that when Rasulullah sallallahu used to awake for tahajjud for the night prayer, he would say, Allahumma lakal hamd, anta qayyimus samawati wal ardi wa man fihin, walakal hamd, lakamulkus samawati wal ardi wa man fihin, walakal hamd. أنت نور السماوات والأرض ولك الحمد أنت الحق ووعدك الحق ولقاءك حق وقولك حق وجنة حق والنار حق والنبيون حق ومحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حق والساعة حق اللهم لك أسلمت وَبِكَ آمَنْتُ وَعَلَيْكَ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَإِلَيْكَ أَنَبْتُ وَبِكَ خَاصَمْتُ وَإِلَيْكَ حَاكَمْتُ فَاغْفِرْ لِي مَا قَدَّمْتُ وَمَا أَخَّرْتُ وَمَا أَسْرَرْتُ وَمَا أَعْلَنْتُ أَنْتَ الْمُقَدِّمُ وَأَنْتَ الْمُؤَخِّرُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ he says, Oh Allah, think this is a conversation between the Abd and his Rabb. There is no one in between, the slave and his master. He says, Oh Allah, all praise and all thanks for you. You are the establisher of the heavens and the earth and whatever is in them. All praise and all thanks for you. You have the possession of the heavens and the earth and whatever is in them. All praise and all thanks for you. You are the light of the heavens and the earth. And all praise and all thanks for you. You are the truth. And your promise is the truth. And the meeting with you is true. Your word is the truth. The Jannah paradise is true. And the fire, the nar, the Jahannam, the hellfire is true. And all the prophets, peace be upon them, are true. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is true. And the day of resurrection is true. Oh Allah, I surrender my will to you. I believe in you. I depend on you. And repent to you. And with your help I argue with my opponents. And I take you as a judge to judge between us. Please forgive my previous and future sins and whatever I concealed or revealed. And you are the one who raises some people to stations of honor and you lower and humiliate others. There is none to be worshipped but you. 
my brothers and sisters the question i ask myself and you is i ask you to ask yourself is allah real seriously ask this question is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala real the sign that allah is real for us allah is real whether we like it whether we believe it or not but question is is it real for me the sign that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is real for us lies in our actions those for whom allah is real never disobey allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they love allah and they never do anything to displease him that is taqwa it is not fear of allah but fear of displeasing the one you love the most the most difficult thing in the world is to change the minds of people just just get somebody to 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 follow a different basketball team or a bit, bit different football club or a different political party and you know what i'm talking about most difficult thing practically impossible to get people to change their minds or their beliefs or their attitude but ask that but that was the task that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to his beloved messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but without any material help to achieve that goal and that's why even somebody like the french historian alphonse de lamartin who was very critical of islam he said in his book the history of turkey about muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said if greatness of purpose three things if greatness of purpose smallness of means and astonishing results if greatness of purpose smallness of means and astonishing results if these are the three criteria of human genius who would dare compare any great man in history with muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that's where the issue of certainty of belief the first and most clearly differentiating quality of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's attitude in his da'wah it was his total certainty in the truth and value of his message without that he could never have sustained his effort and continued to give his utmost consistently in the face of almost no sign of success that is the power of purpose when you know your purpose it strengthens you like nothing else it helps to keep you in focus not to get distracted to fight fear mark twain said every man has two birthdays the day he was born and the day he discovers why i remind myself when you that we know the day we were born but do you know why we were born what did allah create me for what am i supposed to accomplish in my life based on which i will be judged aqul qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'il almuslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما امر ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله فما بعد فقال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد 
I remind myself and you, most important thing that you will ever do in your life is to get clarity about your purpose. Why do you exist? There is nothing in, the, in, your, in your life which is more important than that. Nothing. So what should you do? How, how should you do that? Sit in silence. Complete silence. If necessary, leave your home. Go somewhere. Sit in silence. And ask yourself three questions. Number one. Why do I exist? Why do I exist? Number two. What will be lost and for whom when I leave this life? What makes me irreplaceable? Number three. What am I doing to fulfill the reason I exist? And if you think that you exist because your family depends on you materially, open your eyes. How many widows and orphans do you think are starving to death? If you are just an ATM machine for your family, may Allah help you. Why do you exist? To do what? Remember, this can take some time. But it's the most important thing that you can do. And this will give you the most powerful results going forward. It doesn't matter how old you are. It does not matter how old or young you are. What matters is if you want your life to be worthwhile or not. That will be your real birthday. The day... You discover why you exist. A life lived to fulfill a great and noble purpose is the life of a human being. A life lived to fulfill every desire and woman fancy is the life of an animal. We get to choose ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defined us and he defined for us our purpose and he said, وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُتْعِمُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Zariyat And I, Allah, did not create the jinn and the humans for anything other than that they should worship me. I do not seek provision from them, either for themselves or for my creatures, nor do I ask that they should feed me or my creatures or themselves. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all provider, the most powerful and the, and the strongest, the owner of all power. It's very simple, my brothers and sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to please Him and He created the rest of the world to serve those who please Him. Sakhara lakum mafi samawati wa mafi Allah said, We have made musakhar, we made put into your control everything in the heavens and the earth. Whose control? Those who try to please Allah or those who try to displease Allah? When we are focused on pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything falls into place. We are content, we are respected, we have influence, we, have, we live in harmony with others and we are happy. When we try to get all of these on our own without regard to whether our actions please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not, we get stressed and anxious and fearful and humiliated and depressed. 
I remind myself and you that it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to chase what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already written for us and ignore what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in our control for us to write. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote for us whatever he decreed for us in this life. And he gave us the power to write for ourselves whatever we want in the hereafter, in the akhirah. Anything. You want Jannah? Write it. You want Jannatul Firdaus? Write it. You want the company of Rasulullah sallallahu and the Anbiya and the Prophets in Jannah? Write it. You want Jahannam? Write it. Complete freedom. Complete freedom. And whatever you and I write, we will get. There is no doubt about that. No doubt. Now, if you understand this and we act upon it, we will be content in this life and we will get Jannah in the Akhara. If not, the opposite is equally possible. Someone asked Imam Hassan al-Basri, they said, how do you live a life of such contentment? You seem to have no fikr, no concern, and no worry, and your face is full of calmness. How does that happen? He said four things. He said, I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me to worship him and that nobody else can do that on my behalf, so I worship him. I engage myself, I concentrate on worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one. Number two. He said that I know that whatever Allah has written for me, nobody else can take. So I do not worry about that. He didn't say I don't work for it. I'll work for it, but I won't get stressed out. I won't get, I won't freak out. I won't say, oh, you know, I should have got this and so-and-so stole it. If that so-and-so stole what you should have got, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Seriously, I'm telling you, if you need, if something was your due, and someone else stole it. You say, Alhamdulillah. Don't file a suit. Don't, file, don't go to the court. No. Say, Alhamdulillah. You know why? Because on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will extract it from him and give it to you. And when Allah gives it to you, he will give it to you in multiples and multiples. If you get it in this world, you still have to leave it behind. Imagine somebody owes you money. Somebody owes you, he swallowed your property. Huh? Human beings are the only ones who eat brick and mortar and mud. Eat up somebody's property, eat up somebody's land, eat up somebody's house. Eh? Somebody did all that, right? For example. And you fight this court case and you spend millions. And at the end of that, you get all of that back. Fantastic. With all court costs and so on. Next day you drop dead. What happens? Next day you will drop dead. Not necessarily next calendar day, but one day you are going to drop dead. That stuff remains here. Yes or no? But if somebody stole it, it's alhamdulillah, now I got this stuff. This is mine. And when I get it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nobody can take it away. So alhamdulillah. And if you swallowed somebody's stuff, vomit. Do it now. Before the angels hammer your head down in seven times into the earth. Because you swallowed somebody else's property. I didn't say it. Rasulullah said it. Go look up the hadith. Do it now. Regurgitate. Give it back. Give people their haq. Or be prepared for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give that haq on the day of judgment. Choice is ours. So Hassan Basri says, I know Allah created me to worship him, so I worship him. I know what Allah wrote for me, so I don't bother about it. 
I do my work, I do, I do what I'm supposed to do, but I don't freak out, I don't stress out over it. Number three, he says that I know that one day I will die, so I prepare for it. I know that one day I will die, so I prepare for it. And number four, he says, I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me 24-7, so I'm ashamed to do, to do anything which displeases him, Jalla Jalalu. I remind myself and you to reflect on this and say that exactly the same things which Hassan Basri Rahmatullahi said apply to you and me. Same Allah, right? You don't have some other God. Same Allah. Same Akhirah. What are we doing? My brothers and sisters, Islam does not stop us from doing anything in dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to live in this world and to enjoy what it has to offer. And he created the boundaries for that enjoyment. Those boundaries are his prohibitions. As long as our actions are within the boundaries of those prohibitions and we stay away from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited, this will count towards the deeds that will earn Jannah for us. The opposite is equally true. And the choice is ours. So let us choose wisely. Sit in this reflection, reflection time. Sit with a, a, a pad and a pencil. Not pen, pencil. And you know why? Because when you write down your purpose, you are going to rewrite it and you are going to write it again. Don't hesitate. Rub it out. Write again. Eventually come to one line, a statement of not more than 8 to 10 words. That is your purpose. Stick to that as long as it takes. Write. Because writing distinguishes us from animals. Write. Then, Keep that purpose statement in front of you, stick it up on the wall and then ask yourself, what are the three things that I need to do in order of priority going forward? Remember, we are not looking at fulfilling the purpose or the end result. We are looking at the path. Think about it like this. Supposing I say I need to go to Logan Airport. And I get out of here and I start looking for signs of Logan Airport. Are there any signs of Logan Airport in West Springfield? No. So what do I need to look for? I need to look for signs leading to Logan Airport. Which is the next town? Which is the highway? Which is the exit? And then the next town after that. And then the next town after that. Until I start coming signs, scenes, I start seeing signs for Boston. And when I get to the signs for Boston, I will find signs for Logan Airport. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to ask for Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Jannah is the destination. Allah did not tell us ask for Jannah. He said ask for Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Mustaqim. Allah guide us to the path. Because if the process is right, the result will be right. We need the Sirat. We need the path. The pra- which path? Sirat al-Ladina an'amta alayhim. Gharil maghdubi alayhim. Waladdalin. The path of the, of, of the messengers of Allah. Of the Siddiqoon, of the Shuhada, of the Salihun, the biased people, the, 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 the martyrs, the Siddiqoon. That is the path. And then once you do that, keep the purpose in front of you and say, what is the first thing that I need to do to achieve my purpose? Now this may be, for example, to change your wake up time or your daily schedule or your friends list. Usually all three. 
and it will be painful. Make no mistake, it will be painful. And that's the reason why you need to keep the purpose in front of you. It will remind you that it is worth the pain. And then make dua. Make dua to invoke the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار اللهم هدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا في ما عطيت وقنا وصرفنا شر ما خضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فإنه لا يضل من وليت ولا يعز من عديت تباركت ربنا وتعليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك. I request you to make two duas. One dua for our dear brother and son Hudayfa Abbasi, who is still in hospital, is still in ICU, is still unconscious, is still on uh, breathing machines and so on and so forth. Is now two weeks. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to give him complete and total shifa, kamila wa ajil. And bring him back home completely free from every single impediment and dependency on anyone other than Allah. We ask Allah to make him strong and fit and give him a long and productive life pleasing him Jalla Jalalu. The second dua I request you to make is for a very dear friend of mine in Mozambique, Hayum Ali, who was kidnapped and he died. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him Jannatul Firdaus and give him Shahada and Sabah to his family. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunana minal khasirin. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffirana sayyatina wa tawafana ma'al abrar. La ilaha illa anta subhanak inna kunna minal zalimeen. Rabbiqir warham wa anta khairu rahimeen. Amin ya Rabbil alameen. Ya ibadallah, rahimakumullah. إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينحى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا السلام